Hey everybody, John here from JohnLiver.com and John Liver Digital on Facebook. Here's another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week we invite you to the virtual pub, invite you to the virtual pub, and we get drunk on entrepreneurship. I'm not going to redo that. It's okay. It's going to be all right. So today we invite JR back to the pub. How you doing, John Robinson? I am doing really well. Probably not as good as you are after a very full weekend of baseball and winning. You know, you know, and I know some people might get bored of me talking about this stuff, but when we, especially when we talk about entrepreneurship, I like to talk about it because the reason, I say the reason I do what I do, but the reason we've kind of designed this business the way we have is because I have three sons who play baseball and I coach, I coach them as well. And this is a, a crazy busy time right now. And my middle son, Ryan, I'm coaching him right now. He's about to be 14 and we just had a ridiculous uh weekend it was um, just one of the most amazing weekends of baseball i've ever been, been a part of and i'm exhausted uh, but that's okay <laughs> uh it's it's nice that i was able to kind of rest and relax today it's how i kind of designed this for this time of the year but we will always make sure to do our john and john as well so i know last week we started talking about uh designing an online business, or excuse me, online membership, and the first steps there. I have a feeling you want to take a next next step there. Oh yeah! So last week, the intention of our podcast was just to get the conversation started on what you intend for a membership group. You know what what is it to start creating a brand story that uh, attracts members? So this week we'll continue that along that path of getting to you know what what the community is about and oh yes we have a worksheet i john you did you get the worksheet because i sent it to you today I, I received it all right perfect so we have a worksheet and the worksheet's designed with room for five questions but we'll only design three and the two other spaces are for you to write your own questions so that's why we love it when people ask questions because I'm probably not the best at designing questions. I know there's better people out there or better questions out there that people can design. So send your questions in and maybe in the other versions of our worksheets, we'll add your question. So John, take a step back all the way to when you were just thinking about designing PHC. So put that hat on right in the beginning and in the beginning, uh, the question that comes to mind for me is, did you know what you wanted the community to stand for when you first started? Um, no. Okay. Um, I, I knew it's, it felt like the next logical step was to have some sort of membership, number one. I mean, that's... Like people were telling me, kind of pushing me, pushing me in that direction. I think it was even current customers who were pushing me in that direction. Um, so it felt like the next logical step. Didn't know exactly what it would be. Didn't know what it would cost. Didn't know if anyone would sign up. Um, and I don't remember what came first, the idea of a membership or this me starting the uh, I did I did free webinars free weekly webinars 
and I call them mini webinars, that ultimately became the PHC weekly webinar. So it was just 30 minutes of, hey, this is the state of the union, what's going on with Facebook advertising right now. And if you attended the PHC Elite weekly webinars, it's just like those. And um, I was collecting subscriptions for those. It was, again, it was free. And I might have done 10 or 20 of them. And there were probably 3,000 or so people signed up. And it was one of those, like, I didn't know what I was going to do with that. And then all of a sudden it made sense. The light bulb went off, thinking about doing a membership. I'm doing this thing. I don't know what I'm going to do with. Let's make this a paid thing. So going forward, if you want to get access to this, you got to be a member of the Power Hitters Club, uh, which I am launching now, is what I, you know, back then. Uh, so that's 202 weeks ago. I only know that because we've had 202 episodes of the PHC Weekly Webinar. And um, from there, so I, that's all it was in the beginning, was the weekly webinars and the community. Um, God, I can't even wrap my brain around exactly everything that we did after that and the time frame. Well, when I think of the question, what does our community stand for? Maybe it's a, not the, that's not the best question because when I think of taking a stand, it's like your values, your principles. Yeah. So are you saying when you started the community, you didn't have some values and principles in line of, of what, what it was for? No, I, I had that. I mean, the, the one thing I was worried about, no spam and mm -hmm. use this to help one another. I mean, after that, it was kind of, uh, you know, we'll figure it out on the fly. But, um, you know, absolutely, I was worried about, especially in the beginning, because the first month of the PHC, I had a $1 trial. So I was worried about low-quality members. I was worried about spam. I was worried about abuse. Uh, you know, pe people are just low people who don't provide any value, who, who provide negative value in some cases. Um, so those are things I had to kind of take a stand on early because I, I'd also, I'm not a big uh, community guy, like member of a bunch of groups and whatnot. So I didn't fully know what to expect. Um, so a lot of it was putting out fires and reacting on the fly as it happened. So you're not a joiner. You, you don't, you're not part of a bunch of masterminds and things like that. And I hate the word. I really don't like the word mastermind. I, like the whole thing, the whole concept, I, I feel like it's taking ourselves too seriously. But um, no, I don't do any of that stuff personally. So let's, as you've evolved the group, some stands had to be taken as time went on. And yes. one of them, it sounds like no spamming, meaning no marketing. Is that what you mean? No spamming, no marketing to each other in the forums? Yeah. Um, it's using the community to provide value in some way or to ask a question and get answers about a problem that you have as opposed to go buy my stuff or the, all, all that crap that's going around, that go like my page, all that stuff um, you know, as a no-go. So we had to create some rules up front. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. And I think some things that show up now, um, 
that the community stands for, and you've already said this in so many words, is starting with giving first, not going in and just saying, okay, hey, take, 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 take. And as someone's designing their membership group, because a lot of people with Facebook groups now, I mean, they're starting these groups left and right. I mean, some are paid, some are unpaid, you know, membership groups. But the the premise is, is learn, know what your community is going to stand for and what you'll tolerate and what you won't tolerate. Like what what is it that in now that you know what you know about starting membership models and membership groups what what are some things you don't tolerate anymore because i know we went from elite to opening or starting the basic group and then now we have the entrepreneur group so you've you've taken some learnings through the years and and have applied them as uh you know what you want the community to stand for yeah i mean what i don't tolerate first of all absolutely is abuse um, you know, abusing one another. It's just, it's like, it's a community. It's, it's, it, you know, however you want to look at it, your tribe, your family, your whatever. I mean, uh, it's, it's not going to be productive if we've got people ridiculing each other or attacking one another. And so, you know, you see that occasionally and we have to do something about it. Um, so that's one thing. And the other thing, again, is using it trying to use it for an, some sort of advantage, meaning, um, you know, so, you know, buy my stuff, help me get traffic, help me do this and that, as opposed to answering a question. Um, I mean, those are the kind of things that we've, we've learned that, um, that we can't tolerate. I mean, the, so there, there are a couple things. First of all, you have to establish expectations and rules behind that, but I think one thing that we've tried to do more and more of, and hopefully I'm not skipping ahead here, is to help guide people. So, oh, you're a new member of the community? Day one, this is what you should do. Introduce yourself. That's it. Day two, and I, and I'm, I don't remember exactly what our kind of campaign here is on this. Day two, go uh, find, go, go kind of skim through the community and find someone with a problem that you think you can help. Answer their problem. Answer their their problem. Provide some solutions. Yeah, that kind of thing. Day three, introduce a problem of your own. Um, I think when you do that, it's more likely to cultivate that community that we're looking for. Yeah, I agree. I think you know what you're going into is this concept of teaching people how to behave, teaching them how to act, uh, boosting their understanding of what to expect and what's expected of them. And it's super important to write this out. And that's why I said that one question, what does our community stand for? I mean, the opposite question is what won't we tolerate? So as, as those that are listening are f- trying to design the community that they want to lead or be part of, this doesn't have to be, you don't have to be creating communities. I know I'm a joiner, I join a lot of communities, some I'm highly engaged with, and some I'm completely disenrolled, meaning that I'm still in the group, but I'm just not per- participating at all. I don't mm-hmm. believe in what they do, but I'm there to just kind of observe and see what's working and not working. And 
you know, I'm, I'm in groups that are 14,000 people in the group and it's just a mess. It was free and it's like, okay, exactly. you're asking questions and you're, you're, there's no community manager and there's a kind of some rules. And I mean, it's the community doesn't stand for cohesion. It doesn't look like it's cohesive to me, some yeah. communities. So, yeah. so I, I, I say all this to say, as you are designing a group or as you are trying to be, see if the groups are fit for you, know what the community stands for and having community managers help yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I think to make it simple, I mean, what the community stands for should be consistent with your own core values to make it easy. I mean, I mean, these are the kind of things like I, you know, I, I don't, I'm, I'm anti spam. I'm, I'm anti, you know, anything that feels, uh, unnatural. Um, you know, I, I these are these are all the things I stand for in the beginning. So I want that to be reflected in the community too, which is also then makes it important that whoever joins the community is someone who's already close to me, aware of what I do, what I stand for, what kind of separates kind of what I do from other people, um, because that that's where it becomes dangerous. You start, and I see this all the time: who is least likely to or most likely to be unhappy. Uh, if they buy a product for me or they jump in a community or something like that, it's those people who don't have that expectation jumping in. And then, um, we have to say, Hey, set the expectations with them abruptly. Um, because you know, they don't realize what I stand for, what this community is all about. And they have completely different expectations. They want, they want to break Facebook rules. They want to, you know, do black hat shady things. And, um, but that happens if you start attracting the wrong people um, to your community in the first place. So, I mean, there's lots of things to learn there. I, I like the idea of my community stands for what I stand for. Cause that's what I think, you know, as I listen to you say that this community is an extension of some of your core values other than, you know, if you embedded, that you had to be a Brewers fan, we probably wouldn't have many people in the community, but fortunately we haven't made that a rule or a policy to be a Brewers fan. So thank you for not making that a, a policy, John. <laughs> but no, so I, I like that, that. Silence. I know, I see that. But I like that, that you are aligning, you know, how important it is to, know what you stand for and then you know if you're going to be spending a lot of time in it or if you're going to have membership managers or community managers they have to know what the community stands for as well unfortunately for us we have you know we have tracy mm -hmm. and she does an amazing job of boosting the understanding meaning training and teaching and educating new members, welcoming them when they join on board, knowing what's expected of them. And I know through time, um, our attrition or the, you know, I guess I would just call it attrition. The attrition becomes less and less when people know what you stand for as you're reaching out to them, as you're marketing to them. And if you don't, and you all of a sudden, are promising them something that the community really isn't about, you're going to have a lot of work untangling 
you know, that order or giving them money back or mm-hmm. dealing with their complaints and all that. So I say all that to say, you know, spend some time knowing what you stand for, spend some time knowing what you want your community to stand for and document it because it, it really should be documented as part of the onboarding process, which I would say, you know, we do a pretty good job with. Yeah, I'll say that one challenge, because you talk about community um, support and Tracy and Lucas and on our side, how important they are. Um, and I'll say one thing that I never really anticipated that um, I, I had to run into quickly and uh, kind of set some expectations is, some people join the group immediately thinking this is basically an on an ask John forum. So every every problem they had, they would type out a question tagging me. And the result was one of two things. Either I would answer that and set the expectation that you should be tagging me and asking me all the questions, or I would ignore it. That post would get no answers because everyone else would think. Eh, they don't value my opinion, so I'm not going to answer it. And as a result, that person would be unhappy. So that's something that we've learned quickly. We need to set some expectations on that you've got a community of, in, in some cases, over 500 people who have lots of different expe- uh, different experiences that I don't have. And so to just limiting yourself to me is a huge mistake. So I might answer your question don't tag me. I still might answer it. But the reality is my hope is somebody with a very similar experience to you will answer it. And often they do. And if they don't, that's where Lucas comes in. And Lucas makes sure that people are getting, getting answers. And if they're not getting answers, maybe he can have a follow-up question to help find that answer. Because a lot of times people just ask things in confusing ways. Um, but yeah, that's one of the challenges that I think when I started the community, I, I really didn't think about. Yeah, I'll add another challenge in, and that I'm seeing right now in these the membership model world is this idea of like, I'm just going to create a group and just let a bunch of people join, let everybody in and not really tell them how to behave here and see what happens. I've been in those communities and I will tell you the whole, the idea of the wild, wild west, that's what it feels like. It feels like you just really don't know what it's for and you don't, you, you don't stay engaged in it. And I think that, you know, one of the, the real rules or one of the things that you should consider when you're designing a group is does your community what does it stand for? Does it stand for engagement? Does it stand for sharing? Does it stand for helping each other? And does it stand for, for clarity? And when you've got spam, you've got all these other things going out there and you've got people asking requests that are not even designed for that community, but you're doing that. It just causes, um, it, it causes me to, to not feel plugged in and I don't really want to belong to it. So belonging is another thing that I think about when, when, as one of the f- aspects to consider when you're designing a community. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So on to, on the second question. So we just moved from, you know, what John Loomer stands for and, and what he wants his community to stand for communities in plural. 
when we move from that, we move toward the benefits. Now, it might sound kind of similar, but then there might be some distinctions. Mm. So let's take PHC elite first as a community. And when I say, ask you the question, what are the benefits of being in the PHC elite community? What shows up for you as a benefit? Not a feature, but a benefit. What's and do you know the distinction? I don't, okay. I don't. Okay. So a, a feature in a car, I think you just got a new car, right? Mm-hmm. And is it, it's a big car, right? Medium. Okay. Medium-sized car. But I thought that the feature was that it has a big trunk. It's an S- I mean, it's kind of like a small SUV. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. A feature is having size. A benefit is being able to put all of your stinky baseball equipment in it mm-hmm. and just leave it in there mm-hmm. and then wonder why five days later it smells like the, the Dallas Cowboys oh, locker room. It smells fine to me, but when Lisa gets in there, she's not very happy. <laughs> I know. I, I, I had the inside story on this, so that's why I just blasted John yeah. uh, in the podcast. But but so that's a distinction between a, a feature and a benefit. So what are the benefits of the community? What what did you intend because, I mean, and again, again, let's think about people who are just deciding to start a community. They can design the benefits before they even start. Like, they can design their intentions. Like, I want people to feel this or I want people to do this. What, what's, a, what's a benefit for you as you think? And let's just stick to PAC Elite. I think ultimately uh, staying updated on what's <laughs> going on in the world as a Facebook advertiser, stay ahead of the curve, um, stay knowledgeable um yeah i mean those are really primary and so ultimately you know helping you save money make more money stop wasting money on ads so i'll restate it in the way it showed up for me is like the the benefit is that you have your arms around what's going on Mm -hmm. in facebook that you get your arms around it and a feature Let's say connect that to features. A feature is the PHC weekly webinar, right? Mm-hmm. PHC weekly webinar. You got a community of people who are there to help you get your questions answered. You got more access to me than anywhere else. You've got um, now, not originally, access to all this training to keep you updated and informed and educated and knowledgeable. Um, you got the happy hours now to keep you tuned in and with, with this with other like-minded people who have, have lots of experience you got the, the quick video tutorials help you with the education level yeah lots of stuff so as as i'm looking at you wearing your spider's hat with the spider right on it and i think of a web i mean it seemed like a web of things that that someone can can get plugged into and they will be able to have make sure that their arms are around what's going on in Facebook advertising. Yeah, and the benefits have continued to grow. And I think that's been kind of the beauty of this. It's like I didn't create an, a $147 a month community that really wasn't worth $147 a month in the beginning and then started adding stuff to it to make it worth that. I started a $97 a month community that in reality I was offering at a discount for a long time um, until it was truly worth $97. Then I started adding more to it 
to the point where then I had to raise the price. I, I, I think that's been really, uh, as I look back on it, the right way to approach um, kind of pr- pricing and creating those features of your community. I, I, I fully subscribe to that. I mean, that, is, that has been a breakthrough for us is just knowing when the stage value, because if I were designing it without knowing what we know, I'd be trying to give every, build everything. That's features, 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 and then have a low price and then have <laughs> struggles every time we were going to increase the price. So for those that are designing them, just, just know that there is a direct correlation to the number of features and the price that you decide to charge. Now let's shift to, to basic. So PHC basic, because you did describe a lot of, of benefits for elite. And then you did describe a lot of features. I will go into the last question of what do we believe? What did what did you believe in order to create basic? Because they're two separate groups. So you had to have some beliefs set set there that said, okay, now I'm gonna expand into a new, another group. Yeah, I mean, well, PHC Elite all along was for the more advanced advertiser who spends a lot of money on ads and can get plenty of value out of spending at the time $97 a month and now $147 a month. Um, but realizing there are there's a larger group of advertisers who maybe are have lots of experience in it, but that price point is too much or they don't need all that extra stuff. Like all they wanted was a community and maybe access to some replays or something. And um, so like a scaled down version, so some, like a scaled down version at a lower price point. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I created basic. So for that, I basically say up front, I'm not going to be involved in this community. So don't expect me to be in there helping you and answering your questions. Um, you will get replays to my weekly webinars, but you won't get to access the live and ask, you know, ask live questions there. You don't get access to the training programs, all that stuff, but you get a community, which is ultimately what you're you're paying for. Yeah, and and the initial question we started with is, what does our community stand for? What does the basic community stand for? I mean, it's the same things. It's just um, you know they might not be the most experienced advertisers in some cases. It, it's it, you, their price point is going to attract your customer. So yeah. the $147 a month, $97 a month is going to attract people who can spend that money, which means they're probably spending thousands of dollars on ads every month. Um, and, and, and the result is they have thousands of dollars of ads a month type problems and questions that the typical low budget advertiser doesn't have. So you're yeah. going to have completely different problems that are getting addressed, but ultimately they stand for the same types of things, though. Cool. Well, I'm going to wind us down by finishing with a little conversation about the entrepreneurs group. So we have a question, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, I, I don't see the question. So what is the question? We can go on the question first. Our man, Troy Horn says, oh, my man. Yeah. So how do you reach people and grow your community or online group when you start? Are you running ads for a page and directing people to a group? or posting value and hoping for organic reach or something else. Uh, so Troy's a, a member of PHC Entrepreneurs. Um, 
so it's kind of uh, um, underline kind of something I was I mentioned a little bit in the beginning, Troy. How I started PHC was I had these weekly webinars, mini webinars I call them, which which uh, were free. But I say free, you had to subscribe to them. And so, because th- basically, one of the things I was worried about, and again, I don't remember the timeline if I started this bef- uh, before thinking of creating a community or if this was all part of that idea. But basically, I wanted to collect subscriptions on this, show the value of what these mini webinars did and what you can get out of it, and then say, hey, now, now that I've got a decent number of people signed up for it and attending them, um, if you want to get access to these in the future, you've got to join PHC. This is where I'm going to be doing this going forward. And um, so that's one thing I did because um, volume is important in, in early going for a community and also showing value. And so that's the challenge is how do you show value and like, how, you know, why should you join this thing? Well, it's, I think it's m- making some of that stuff that has high, high value available for free uh, in the beginning that will then eventually go beyond behind that community paywall. Um, so that was the first thing. Second thing is I was constantly building up my audience before that. So that meant um, building my email list, creating content, getting traffic to my website, running ads, getting traffic, running ads, building my email list. So when I was ready to launch, I could first of all target those people who had subscribed to that those weekly mini webinars also everybody on my list um and so that was a big part of it so it wasn't so much attracting new people who didn't know me it was attracting the people who were already engaged in particular i think probably where i got the most signups were engaged with a particular feature of the community that would no longer be free great answer all right so Sticking to entrepreneur group, same three questions. What what does the community stand for for you? Early stages, what's it stand for? Uh, yeah, it's a support system of people who are going through or have gone through the similar challenges associated with being an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, someone who runs your own business. So this is all the the business level, psychological issues, everything that we deal with on a regular basis are unique to being an entrepreneur. So having that community of people to help. I, I like that. And then I just realized that the community, what it stands for is unique to each person too. Because for me, I think this community, in addition to what you said, it what it stands for, it's a place to find solutions. It's a place to learn from other people's mistakes. It's a place to uh, vent. It's a place to just state like, hey, here's what here's what here's what my my goal is. Here's what my results are. Here's where I'm monumental challenges. Here's the strategy I'm considering. What do you think? It's a second set of eyes on your business. And that's why, you know, even my role and what I love doing as a backup CEO is always being a second set of eyes and ears on anything that's going on in business. That's what I see it as. I always want a collective power of people to help each other 
like vigorous generosity. I don't know how to do it yet, but I still want to figure it out with all the groups. It's just to to keep on striving to to get people to just be be generous. So so that's what I see the community standing for as well as to as what you're saying, John. Yeah. The the benefits of the community. Um, I'll go first and then see what you think. I think the benefits of the community is just confidence building. I think it's a it's it's about those moments where you feel stuck those moments where you feel like you don't have an answer, those moments where you feel like you don't have the right question, have the courage to go out there and state it, whatever it is, what you're afraid of, what you're uncertain of, unsure of, and state it because it's a confidence builder. Entrepreneurship, it's widespread that fear can overtake you and that you won't do the next best thing or make that next decision that'll make things easier and more lucrative and fun. So I see that as one of the most powerful benefits. Unfortunately, it's hard for us to market that. I don't know how to market. It's a confidence builder. You know, it doesn't, that doesn't sound like a powerful and punchy thing, but that's what I think it is. What what did I miss? No, I I agree. I mean, I think uh, the difference between, like a PHC Elite, PHC Basic, it's it's more of a, it's based on the mechanics of something, of doing something. Whereas PHC Entrepreneurs has some of that in there, like how do you do X, Y, or Z. But I think ultimately it's much, much more of a, a support system of how do you get out of bed in the morning? How do you schedule your day? What do you do when you're beating yourself up and you just don't want to... I don't know if you need to pull the plug in this business. You're not making any money. Uh, so it's, it's much less about the mechanics and, and more of, you know, how we deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know how you describe the benefits of that other than just being a support system for of like-minded people going through facing similar challenges. Yeah, I that last question of what do we believe I, as a Chicago Bulls fan and from Chicago, for some reason, um, I always think about running with the Bulls. Now, of course, that's not in Chicago, but I just think of running with the Bulls. And I think of the entrepreneurship adventure. It is like running with the Bulls. And I feel like this is what this group is. I believe that it's a bunch of people running maybe from the bulls or running to the end. I'm not sure which one they're trying to do. Cause I don't think some people mm. make it to the end, mm. but, but, but I think that's what it is. It, I, I believe it is, you know, shoulder to shoulder support and shoulder to shoulder support is, is designed to, to make sure you overcome less in entrepreneurship. So it doesn't have to be as hard. So, so that's what I believe. What What do you believe as we as we end this about you know the group and what it means to you or what it should mean to people? I mean, the PhD Entrepreneur Group to me is uh, much more like a labor of love type type of thing, where it's it's this is something that it means a lot to me regarding okay, how did I get here and what can I share about my journey that can help other people. Um, and I'm sure others are in a similar experience. Like either you're just getting started and you're not sure how, how to get to that next step, or you've reached a high level and you can, and you want to get to the next level after that. And there's, there's so much that you can share with one another, um, to help, help each other. So 
it's yeah the, the community means a lot to me it's uh end of the day the one that i hope becomes most successful i mean i, I think long term that's where i want to spend most of my time nice well um to close out on that and show connection so last week's john and john and this week's john and john were more geared to prospects and the messaging and the thinking like boosting your awareness and boosting understanding on what the story is that you want to tell to prospects in the upcoming weeks we will migrate into what the current members what you want their stories to be what you want their experiences to be as we talk more about online membership models sounds good well thanks thanks again jr thank you to phc entrepreneurs uh, for listening in in particular my friend troy horn um looking forward to the next one until next time do awesome things we are out